Hi, everybody. You're listening to Coffee Talk at the Castle with your host, Alyssa. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Coffee Talk at the Castle. This is episode 16. And today we'll be talking about Halloween parties over at Disney World and Disneyland. And I know you're thinking, gosh, Alyssa, it's August. Come on. Like, we still have September and then October. Let's calm down. But hey, I saw it on Pinterest and I saw it on Instagram. If you can decorate for Christmas the day of Halloween or the day after Halloween, why can't I decorate for Halloween in August? Give me a good reason why. And to be honest, um, hello, this is a podcast about Disney and Disney starts decorating for Halloween in August. So hello, I can totally follow suit with that. Now, that being said, this week has been super hectic for me. And I have to say, if I didn't love doing this so much, I would probably have taken a break. But Doing this podcast is definitely super cathartic for me and so fun for me. It gives me a great just joy of being able to explore all these cool facts about Disney as well as hear more stories and read the stories, see photos. It really does bring a glimmer in some dark moments I've had recently. So with that being said, let's get into some news that definitely shook all of you United States <laughs> this week based around Disney. So huge news this week broke about the genie system. And there are, there's a lot of haters out there right now. In fact, one of the YouTube videos explaining it, over 70% of the likes, dislikes, we're all dislikes. A lot of hate going after this. People really don't like the new system. I know there was a little bit of foreshadowing when Disneyland Paris came out with their, you know, pay per ride fast pass system. And Disneyland and Disney World are definitely following suit with this Disney Genie Plus system. So it's going to be $15 per day over in Disney World and $20 per day in Disneyland in order to do the, like I said, Disney Plus option because there is a Genie system that has a fr- has a few free services, but you can upgrade those services. So a quick peek into what that is with the Genie Plus. It's kind of like your Max Pass, only kind of different. So you get two ride selections to do this quote unquote lightning lane. So that's your new Fast Pass. And you also get special audio experiences as well as photo opportunities. Now, there is another version of this too. And it's not necessarily the D- Genie Plus, it's just for the individual rides or attraction selections. And this pricing has not been released yet, but they have said that it's going to vary depending on the date, the attraction, the park, yada, yada, yada. So basically, Disney can choose, oh, this ride is getting very popular. Let's go ahead and hike this price up on one of those high days. And unfortunately, the way things have been going with Disney and their new, quote, announcements, they are definitely money grabbing. And I get it. They are in the business of making money. But it is very clear in these last few major announcements that they are definitely up to trying to make some of the money they lost during COVID. That is crystal clear. Now, on another fun note that some of people got kind of skipped over because the Genie system, again, was a huge bomb that was dropped. Some of the booths that were supposed to be opened in um, Epcot for the food and wine over in October, over on October 1st, actually opened up early. So great news for a lot of those people that are going 
um, that we're planning on going before the October 1st because now you get to see these booths that otherwise you would have had to wait for. So yay for that. That's exciting. I wish they opened, obviously, while we were there, but that's okay. Exciting news for most people nonetheless. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and dive on into this episode about Halloween parties at Disney. And you know, like most episodes, I love to do a little Disney history. It just makes for a good episode. It rounds it out, gives you where they started, and then it comes back to nowadays to where they're finally at and how much they've grown, not grown, changed, not changed, kind of all those goody things. So Disneyland itself actually didn't have a quote Halloween party or celebration until 1959 so it took them a little bit to actually adapt to the Halloween now um I know it's still culturally there it was definitely when I was growing up but Halloween is kind of more of was considered more of a older child holiday you know you have your cute trick-or-treating but there's a lot of scary things so Disney didn't necessarily want to always involve itself in the scary things however Walt Disney if you know a lot of his biographies, a lot of Disney stuff about Disney himself, he loved a lot of things scary. I mean, the Haunted Mansion was supposed to be way scarier than what it is today. And he he loved the scary stuff. So just because it's not your typical, you know, universal horror nights or whatever they do, that doesn't mean that they didn't like that. It's just they were trying to curve it to their specific audience. So like I said, 1959... Parade of Pumpkins, that was their big hurrah for, for Halloween. Walt Disney actually did help plan this one. So the Saturday before Halloween, they put out about a 1,000 pumpkins. Now, 1,000 pumpkins. For you, you're probably thinking, yeah, that is nothing. And and you're right. In these days, no, 1,000 pumpkins is not a lot. However, back to when Disneyland actually opened, they weren't getting these massive amounts of herds of people to come to Disneyland. So when they put out 1,000 pumpkins, they were thinking maybe if they were lucky, they were going to get about 500. So half of the pumpkins back on that Halloween celebration. So that kind of puts in perspective, 1,000 pumpkins almost seemed like overkill back in 59 which is crazy to me because I feel like nowadays the thousand pumpkins would just be gobbled up in a matter of two minutes. In fact, there would probably be a crazy mass, you know, stampede of people because, oh my God, Disney's handing out pumpkins. And not only are they A, free, but Disney is handing them out. And if you stick with me through the story, it gets a little bit better. So these thousand pumpkins were given out to the hopes that you would carve them and return during this parade of pumpkins to have a competition of the pumpkin cutting and then you celebrate with this a lovely Halloween parade. So after the contest and after the parade ended, anybody who competed in the contest, normally it was a parent and a child, would get free admittance to Disneyland for that day. So it was an extra perk too for you to bring back that pumpkin and it was exciting. But like I said, it was only a thousand pumpkins, but that was overkill back then. So um, although the event actually was a success, they didn't do anything until 1968. So that was almost 10 years later. And finally, in 68, they only did a party on Halloween and they just did the Halloween parade. Nothing else. It was just the parade. And nothing was really done then again until the 80s when Disney really started pushing Halloween merchandise and events and decorations. And like I said, a lot of that had to do with the fact that Disney really didn't consider itself 
wanting to get involved with the Halloween game. They sure they were celebrating Fourth of July. They started getting a crack on Christmas pretty good, but it was like, oh, Halloween, it's really hard to do something <clears throat> not so scary, quote unquote. So that's when you get into the change of the 90s, I feel like. And I'm going to try to keep this clear. I'll go into Disney World really soon because obviously there's a ton of stuff for Disney World with Halloween. But Disneyland in the 90s, 94, was its first promo for the Halloween party. And this is definitely one that I've heard rumors of. Now, the rumors I heard, it wasn't for the date. So I never knew what this was about until I did my own research. And it kind of put like that aha moment where it's just like, I could see how that's an issue. So I had always heard that at one point, Disney had a huge marketing snafu about advertising free admission if you came in super early, but I didn't hear the details. I just knew that it was a hot mess and a half. Yeah, and it was. So 94, they did that promotion for Freedmans if you got to the park between 6 and 8.30 a.m., it was so crowded. Of course, they had to close the fence, like close the gates off early because obviously they reached capacity. So busy with traffic around it that it actually caused a freeway jam for four hours during all of this chaos. So as you can see, yes, it was a success, but also the logistics of it just did not make sense. So not a promo that was done ever again, and it was definitely a learning experience for Disney, to say the least. Now, of course, Oogie Boogie Bash over in California Adventure over in Disneyland Resort will not open until September 9th, so I'm excited to see more news, more ratings, and more reviews on what that looks like this year. And I'm so excited to see a lot of my friends as well as followers on Instagrams and TikTok and what their families will dress like, what the couples will dress like. I always love seeing videos and photos of those. Everybody's creativity always surprises me and always brings joy to my heart. And now let's take a quick ad break. So this week, we are being sponsored by you. So we are so thankful for listener sponsorship here over at Coffee Talk at the Castle. And it really helps give us an extra boost to be able to provide more knowledge, more time, and making sure these podcasts are great and full of the knowledge that you really want to know, as well as digging deeper into those stories and getting all the juicy tidbits that you love hearing about Disney. So thank you again so much for your support. If you want to know more about how to sponsor, feel free to click the sponsor button at Anchor or DM me on Coffee Talk at the Castle Instagram. But thank you so much. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Now backing up in time, we're going to go ahead and hop to the other side of the United States over to Disney World. We're over in Lake Buena Vista Shopping Village, or as we like to say, Disney Springs now. That opened back in 75. Now it was just kind of a small area. It had 29 shops, four restaurants at time of opening. And in order to draw more people in, they decided to host this village Halloween party. Again, this is over in Disney World side of things. They encouraged the kids to come along with their parents. Of course, have the parents spend a little bit of money as the kids trick or treat through all the shops and the restaurants. They ha asked the kids to come in costume, of course, giving up all the Halloween vibes. And it was pretty much a pretty good success. And Hotels around the area, including Disney hotels, also did some Halloween stuff. For instance, in 76, the Contemporary had this uh, resort Halloween party. And Magic Kingdom actually had a few spinoffs, too, of Halloween parties before it got to its main Halloween events. 
Some of them were only on Halloween night. Some of them were right around Halloween, but normally it was a single night event and it was just extra hours. So there was a one particular like a Halloween hysteria that was in 79 and those hours were 9.30 to 1.30 and they were okay. I mean, they were somewhat of a success, but not a huge gaping success. Now, going back to the time that I ended it in Disneyland, um, the 90s, that was really the big boom of ideas, I feel like. 80s had some good ideas too, but 90s was really like, man, how do we get these people in the park and stay in the park during this time of season, during these dead times? Again, Epcot, that's when they developed the whole food and wine system. If you if you guys listened into my last episode, you know that during fall, the time that food and wine happens, it was a dead time for Disney, for Epcot. They needed to keep as many cast members on roll, on payroll, but they also didn't have the guests to keep let that happen to keep that money going to be the constant money flow that it was. So they basically invented and brought it up over to Epcot, the food and wine. Same kind of concept here goes with the Halloween party. This was another way to bring the people in. So they had seen lots of good things with Mickey's Very Merry Christmas, which had just been expanded to more days in the 90s. They had started that in the 80s, but they were drawing it out a few more and more days as years gone by. And this leads us to our iconic Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, or some people know it as M-N-S-S-H-P. And this started over in Magic Kingdom in 95. Now, this was really in response to um, all the parties that Universal does for the Horror Nights. If you've ever been there, if you've ever seen Universal's Horror Nights, it is very scary. I remember just hearing stories, seeing video footage on news growing up, and I like scary things now, and as a kid, I did not. I did not do good with that, and (laughs) I was freaked out just by the news footage, like whenever they would have those special news anchors over in Universal Hollywood, or I'm sure Universal Orlando, it was just one of those things where I'm like, I don't want to go there. Like, I remember riding the, the, the mummy ride when I was younger, and I was freaked out not to mention the mummy movie itself gave me nightmares for like two years and shout out to my sister for letting me sleep in her bedroom for that time but um, yeah I did not good do good with scary stuff so just as somebody who has been a kid the Mickey not so scary Halloween party I think was a great spinoff of how do we make money but not scare our main audience away so <laughs> this gets me so good The first night in 95 was a single night ticketed event. Dude, it was $16.95 per person. $16.95. Can you believe that? Again, it was in 95. Still $16.95 a person. I just, I had to repeat it to really bring the oomph to it. But, um... As you know, that is not the ticketed price of the Boobash this year, which is anywhere between $129 and $199 per person. Many years have gone by, clearly, and there is COVID to pay, literally paying for the fact that most people could not do this because of COVID, as well as they could not do this lovely party because of COVID, and they're still tweaking the party because of COVID. That's right. Boobash is in replace or it replaces the not so scary Halloween party. And is there going to be a not so scary Halloween party in 2022? I don't know. I hope so, because there are a lot of people who love this party. And it's one of those things that it's just it's an iconic staple to Disneyland. 
I don't know. But they already made out announcements for um, the Christmas special, which they're obviously tweaking too. So it's just kind of, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how COVID goes. We'll see how people go, all that stuff. So I'm not going to dive into politics. I'm just going to get right back into the not-so-scary Halloween party. So Disney saw so much success with the not-so-scary Halloween party over in Magic Kingdom that they decided to push it over to Paris actually in 08. So Paris did have a Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party as well. Obviously, with COVID, that's kind of screwed the pooch on a lot of things over there. However, yes, that was a thing over there. I'm not going to pronounce the French name because I am going to butcher it. And if you guys have listened to past episodes, you know my um, foreign language skills are very much lacking. So anyways, moving on. The nice thing about this event is there are actually quite a few perks that came with this event. So it was one of the only times that adults could dress up. Now there are rules. I think one of the rules is you can't have capes that are touching the floor or, you know, any, I think, masks for adults. I don't know. There's some, there's some pretty specific costume rules though. And if you do break it, they will ask you to change or leave the park. So you do need to really adhere to those lines. And it, it is so cute to see all the families like go out, even the couples, like the adult couples this year, we were there for the first night of Boobash. And I think we saw Megara and Hercules, Let's see, there was another couple we saw and I for, totally forgot. But cute families dressing up. Somebody was Corella and the rest of the family were a whole bunch of uh, Dalmatians. Um, and just, just really cute. Everybody's involved. I love how like crazy all out people get. Like that excites me. It, it brings definitely brings giddiness to the inner child in me. But um, anyways, there's of course trick-or-treating that is there's spots along the way and like any of the events they have special maps so they'll point it out and of course if you're looking for cast members most cast members know where to go where to point you where to go again i'm just going to stress they know where to go so ask a t- cast member whenever you're confused now this is filled with villain meet and greets of course you got oogie boogie sanderson sisters maleficent i mean tons of different a whole bunch of villains that you normally don't see. I mean, yes, there's villains that you can see during parades and during certain meet and greets on normal days. But during Halloween, all villains come out. And I mean, all of them. I mean, I have seen some, you know, the villain, man, I'm blanking out, but the villain from Mulan comes out. There are just like the randomest people where you're like, oh, I didn't even think of them. And they're like, oh, no, they're there in Halloween because it's Halloween, all villains nights. There's always special parade. I know for the not-so-scary Halloween party, there was that boo-to-you parade. Of course, it starts off with the Headless Horseman. I mean, that's the pre-parade ride. Who can miss that? Definitely iconic to the Halloween party. Minnie and Mickey, Donald and Daisy, all wearing their adorable, cute Halloween outfits. And, of course, Winnie the Pooh and friends, just like Tigger. You'll see hitchhiking ghosts and again, way more villains in these parades. A lot of times you have specialty, like specialty floats that come by. I know one of them is the bride in Haunted Mansion. I'm trying to think what some of the other villain booths are. Um, I know I've seen some for Maleficent, but yes, they, again, Disney goes all out for just this particular party too. That's the one thing about this party is you can only see that parade if you go to this party. 
And there are also special fireworks that would go to the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween. And that's the Not-So-Spooky Spectacular. And that was definitely iconic. They had a few other fireworks shows that they've had in the past years. But that was the most recent that started out in 2019. And with that Not-So-Scary Spectacular, you could also pay additional fee to have a special dessert party while having prime viewing for this great fireworks spectacular. Now, another bonus to these is, of course, less people on rides. And I know I hear that a lot with the after hours parties, but the pictures really do do it justice. I mean, the wait time photos, the pictures of the lines, most of these lines of rides that are easy 20, 30 minutes or walk-ons or five minutes. So I think that's the key. And a lot of people, I've heard a lot of different strategies about this for this and Oogie Boogie's Bash, which is the one over in California Adventure. It used to be over in, in Disneyland, but moved to California Adventure. Anyways, I've always heard not to do candy first, and I'm sorry if I'm spoiling the secret, but that's what I'm here for, right? Giving you all the tips and tricks. So you don't do the candy first because candy will always be there. You ride the rides because that's always something people do last, and you're there to, I mean, to be honest, I'm there for the free snacks, really, because you get free premium ice cream bars normally. Um, There's sodas and waters, popcorn. I would load up on that if For those kind of events, that's what I'm there for. I'm there to not have to pay $5 for popcorn, to not have to pay $5 or $6 for ice cream, and to get a bottled water for free because those things are expensive through Disney. Anyways, ride the rides first. Ride the rides first that you want to ride, especially after the traffic dies down. Now, with this Boo Bash, I've been hearing through research and reading through research that around 9.30 is when everybody starts cleaning out 10 o'clock. What's hard is um, there's no fireworks spectacular with this Boo Bash this year. So a lot of people are arriving early to see the Happily Ever After. And that's your people that have been in Magic Kingdom all day that don't have the ticketed event. That's normally during 8.45. Gates close to the public at 9 o'clock and then your party starts. So you're dealing with this huge crowd I can speak from experience because we were there the first night it happened. I got thrown into the crowds. I mean, it brought back flashbacks of being there for um, New Year's Eve. And we actually had somebody crawl over our stroller during the fireworks show because it was so jam-packed. My anxiety was going crazy because I do not like being packed like sardines. And everybody's like, Alyssa, you're in Disneyland or Disney World. You should be expecting that. It's like, no, actually, I hate that feeling. I loved having the spacers for the rides because I hate having people up against me. And I'm like, do you not have any sense of personal space? But anyways, so if you're looking for fireworks, I would scope out a ride that, you know, scope out a spot there, park it there, and be expected to sit there a few minutes after the fireworks because there's a mass crowd that is having to leave the park. Or ride the rides because everybody who's going to leave the park is about to watch the fireworks and then the rides are going to be empty. So ride the rides then. Then maybe take a little ice cream or popcorn break or ice cream and popcorn break and then ride some more rides. Anyways, (laughs) that tangent was long. Why don't we move on to what this year's Boo Bash actually was? Because like I said, last year's was canceled. And this year they modified it for a full-on Boo Bash, which was really just a few extra hours right after park closure. So again, this is a special ticketed event. 
$129 up to $199, depending on the night that you chose. Now, of course, it gets cheaper to more expensive as it gets on to um, Halloween night itself. If you are an annual pass holder of Disney World or a Disney Vacation Club member, DVC for short, you do get a $10 discount on those ticketed price. Now, a lot of people have been noting that even though it says online that it's sold out, they have been seeing them sell tickets the night of. So if you're if you don't have a ticket and it's just kind of like a oh it would be nice to get a ticket but I'm not sweating over it, maybe you should check it out the day that you're there just to see if they have any availability. If not, you you're not sweating it cuz you weren't sure it was going to happen anyways, but if you get to go, you get to go. Anyways, check-in is normally around 7 main gate or if you're already in the park, you can get it at um your wristbands over at Buzz or Tortuga Tavern, which is, of course, over by Pirates. Your wristband comes along with maps, which you'll definitely want to pick up because it has all the stops for candy as well as special merch that's going to be there. You can get spots with um, the food and beverage as well as a list of entertainment that's going to be happening. And it's really... There's tons of sites, tons of bloggers that have taken photos of this. So if for some reason you lose it and you can't talk to a cast member and you can't find anybody, I'm sure you can Google it really fast because there is a lot of information already on the web about Boobash. I mean, after the first night, I woke up the next morning and I was just like, oh my gosh, there's already so many bloggers who have all this information typed and ready to go. And part of me is like... Gosh, how did you sleep? Because I'm like, you were taking photos, then you probably edited a post and then read it all up. I thank you for that, but I just would be like, can I just have some sleep and I'll give it to you in the afternoon? Anyways, so there is a ton of stuff to do at Boobash. You definitely, if anything, you could run out of time this year because it's shorter than the normal after parties hours. However, you want to make sure you have a list of what you want to get done first and move down the list. So don't kind of scatterbrain it unless you're going in with zero expectations. And that's totally fine. And I love that idea because that's how we do a lot of the park days ourselves. We go in zero expectations so that if special things happen, it's just even more special. And if we ride more rides than we thought we could, then that's all the more better. It's just a matter of making Disney magic where it is and whenever it comes by it surprises us so um, maybe having a one or two rides that you really wanted to ride and maybe seeing a villain or two that you really wanted to do and then all the extras are just that they're extras and they make it more magical experience the other thing speaking of magical experiences and I love this I know Oogie Boogie's Bash did it as well and they have been doing it in the last few years before COVID, but they have started doing allergy-friendly event spots, which makes my heart so happy because, as you all know, Reagan is severely allergic to peanuts. And this event itself in Disney World is supported or sponsored by Mars, which has a ton of peanut candies. And it's just one of those things where it's just like another bummer. We don't do trick-or-treating in our house. We have special holiday traditions for Halloween because of that. However, it is nice that if ever we wanted to do this, they do have options for our family to do this. And it's not just like one, you know, enjoy life cookie bag. No, they actually have several different options. Like, um, what is it? Happy Earth gummies. They have a whole bunch of enjoy life. I think they have a candy bar. They have the cookies. They have um, a few other candies. But anyways, if they don't have it at one of the booths, they'll give you a token to redeem it at another booth. So it's a really sweet opportunity for those that can't normally enjoy trick-or-treating. 
And make sure to look out for the teal pumpkins, or if you're lost, just flag down a cast member and they should be able to point you to the directions for those allergy-friendly booths for sure. Now, another big change to this normally not-so-scary Halloween party, but now boobash, is that there's no special fireworks, like I said earlier. So you are going to have to be there earlier to see the happily ever after fireworks, because otherwise you're not going to get anything. Now, for me, that's not too bad of a problem. However, for most people, it's kind of a downer. And again, you're paying nice bucks, so (laughs) it's kind of sad that you don't get the big bucks. And speaking of big bucks, you don't get the big parade either. I'm so sorry. You get the mini parades like Disney has been doing great with since COVID started. I actually prefer the mini parades because it doesn't block traffic as much. I, especially in Disney World, I feel like there's nothing worse than getting stuck by, like stuck somewhere by a parade because it feels like the parades go on and on and on. And especially when a parade gets stuck, like because an animatronic isn't working or the float isn't going or something just happens and it get stuck there. I'm like, I just need to cross. I just need to cross. And sometimes I let you cross. Sometimes I don't. And it just kind of sucks. It throws a wrench in your plans if you have them. So with that being said, they have three little mini parades as well as one special float. Any guesses on the special float? It is the lovely, magnificent. It is her fiery prowl. Um, and it's just ma- uh, maleficent. It doesn't come with any extra stuff. It's just her, so it is a specialty float. And then, of course, you have a little one with Mickey and his friends for Happy Halloween. You have a little Disney villains one, as well as Jack's Nightmare. And for those of you who don't know, I will just let you know it is Jack's Nightmare Before Christmas one. So if you don't know the Jack I was talking about, it is from Nightmare Before Christmas. And I guess that's not completely unheard of because Disney World is still lacking the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay at the Haunted Mansion, which I know is kind of a controversy subject because some people say it has no place being in Disney World. However, I say... I don't think the saying of if it's not broke, don't fix it accounts here because hello, it obviously works so well in Disneyland and the cult following is definitely there. And I for sure feel like the following would follow over in Disney World. So it's like, again, I've said this in other episodes. I don't know what's stopping them. I think maybe it's just logistics or having a regular Haunted Mansion available for holiday season instead of just the holiday overload or overlay. But again, it's Disney and Disney does really good at trying to hype up all the Disney Christmas overlays, holiday overlays. So I'm like, this is just another way to bring in more money, which it seems like common themes for Disney right now is bringing in more money. And I feel like Nightmare Before Christmas would bring in more money over in Disney World. There, I said it. I'll step off my soapbox now. That's just my opinion. Now, with all this being said, there is still the great perks of being able to enjoy all the Disney snacks that are available with the popcorn, premium ice cream bars, soda, while you're at this event. So it is still a big perk. You are missing, like I said, the fireworks show as well as the large parades. And there are a few other perks, slow perks missing. But for the most part, it's got most of the big things. You are missing on the time again. That's a bummer. But um, for the most part, if you really wanted that itch scratched, then that's how you're going to do it is by doing this boobash. And of course, over in Disneyland, you're going to have the same thing. It's a smaller version of Oogie Boogie's Bash, but it's there. Be excited for it. It's They're doing what they can during these times of COVID. So let's just be pumped. If you're used to going to it, then just be happy it's available. And if you're not, then it's fine. For us, we don't really go to these things. We, I don't know really too many special events we've actually ever gone to, except 
Ryan and I went to the opening for Galaxy's Edge, which we had the wristband, obviously, for. But I think that was the only special event that our family has gone to. And that's strictly because our family's choice. We're a little bit afraid, again, um, allergies comes into point. But they have done really good with extending that hand, like I said, with allergies for the Halloween celebrations. On this note, I will say looking to Christmas and the holiday parties over there, there is already some disappointment with the prices. And I can't say I'm too surprised. I mean, Disney has to make up their money somewhere. And they are being crystal clear where they make up the money, i.e. these extra ticketed events, i.e. this Genie Plus system. That's just what they're doing. And they got to stay in business, too. So I guess I'd rather pay it there than in my churros. Or though something tells me those churro prices are going to go up pretty soon anyways. So on that note, without being too pessimistic, let's go ahead and close out this fun, festive episode of Coffee Talk with the Castle. And again, I thank you so much for staying through this episode for all these Halloween parties over in Disney World and Disneyland. I am excited to see all of your guys' festive photos for Halloween. I love setting things up. We actually already have all of our pumpkins up at our house. Not fresh ones, obviously. All the styrofoam because my kids are three and four and will break the real pumpkins and the pumpkins will die and rot before Halloween even gets here. So anyways, <laughs> um, please post your photos. Please tag me in any information if you are going to the Boo Bash or Oogie Boogie's Bash, all those things. I love to hear everything that's going on. And of course, tell me all your lovely and not so lovely stories about Disneyland and Disney World, your Disney experiences over at my Instagram, Coffee Talk at the Castle, or of course, my email, Coffee Talk at the Castle at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you have a great and spooky week. Mm-hmm.